Hi, and welcome to the Get Richer Teacher podcast. My name is Ola, and I'll be your guide and mentor on your way to a profitable, sustainable, but most importantly, enjoyable language education business. And why would you care to do that, to build a business like that? Because there is literally no other way. The language education market is in a bizarre state. Companies making millions in profit yet paying teachers peanuts. Native speakerism is still way too powerful. And finally, the students are bored of the same old formats and messaging telling them to speak like a native. I'm here to shake things up, to educate and motivate a community of teachers who have the courage to build businesses and teach the language on their own terms, both solo or in their own language schools, and have a positive impact on their students and the world. Because teachers are superheroes. Let's claim it today. Hey, my lovely teacher, welcome to another episode. Today's topic, I think it's a very um, kind of hot one, controversial one, is going to be a little bit about pricing, about charging from a bit of a different perspective. So we always talk about like, how much should I charge? Am I charging too much? Like the most common worry that teachers have when they start selling their lessons, when they start working freelance or even selling their group courses is if people are not buying, this must mean that I'm charging too much. And I wonder if that's been your case. I want you to check in with yourself and ask yourself, did you ever think like this? If you did, then you're not alone. Everybody thinks that. It's the easiest kind of uh, thing that our brain creates because it's the easiest, most kind of, let's say obvious, but it's not really obvious, explanation. So what I've got to say today about the dangers of charging actually too little is going to go against that. It's going to feel uncomfortable and probably counterintuitive, but I want you to listen up. I don't want you to be making the mistakes that I've made, that a lot of teachers make, um, of charging too little because you're worried that that's what not allowing people to invest in working with you. The dangers, the risks that come with you charging too little greatly outweigh the perceived dangers or risks um, with charging too much. Because I would say that it's not only my observation, but charging too much is basically in the two and a half years of my work as a business coach for teachers, it probably never happened. I've never seen, met anyone, any teacher who objectively charges too much. It's not a thing. But I want you to understand, and there, there, you, you might like start seeing it only after today from a new in a new light from a different perspective that charging too little is the actual monster it's the actual skeleton in the closet is the actual culprit uh, that contributes to not only you struggling but your students struggling as well so the whole charging and pricing um discussion is as old as time. Like, honestly, when I go online, especially to Facebook groups and like internet forums where teachers discuss um, 
rates where they ask for advice. And, you know, I've talked about this in this podcast so many times, like out crowdsourcing your rates is probably not the cleverest thing to do um, for many reasons. Like, you know, people have their own uh, perspectives. People who give you that advice are usually have their own um money blocks they have their own experiences so they will be projecting everything that they think about pricing onto you so it will never be objective advice the only objective advice that you can get is if you pay someone to help you with your pricing or from your actual ideal client that's it um although the second, the latter also has some risks, but uh, maybe let's leave that for the for later. So the discussion about pricing is just super, super common. Everybody still wonders, are they charging too much usually? Nobody ever wonders if they're charging too little. Although I've, I've seen a few um, people who think that, but it's, it's still very rare. Um, and... I am not surprised. It's not a surprise to me that people um, wonder about this because pricing is the only thing. It's the only leverage, I feel. It's the only like, kind of lens through which we see our business. Wonder. We were never, ever taught to do anything else. Like we were never taught about marketing or selling. So it's it just the default, right? But it is risky. If we perceive the prices that we charge for our lessons or courses um, as the only thing that informs someone of, it, of the value of it, then it becomes really tricky. It becomes really one monodimensional, basically. And what we need to understand is that lessons and courses are offers. And basically, offers are things that people need, right? So pricing becomes much more complex when you take into account that it's not whether somebody can or can't, some, uh, can't afford something. It's how much in their personal situation they need what you've got to offer. Whether what you've got on offer is the answer to their needs, right? So let me try and simplify all of that. Think about offers. Um, then there are so many more things that need to be taken into account rather than just its price. If you think about the pricing as the default, then you basically, especially when it comes to lessons that you sell by the hour, right? You are selling your time rather than an offer. And we want to avoid that at every cost because your time has nothing to do or the time you spend with someone has absolutely nothing, zero, to do with somebody's ability to achieve a goal in the language. I'm going to repeat that. Your time that somebody pays for has nothing to do with somebody's ability to achieve a language goal that they're looking for. 
And you might argue now, you may think, oh yeah, but they need, like, if they invest in more hours, then they're going to spend more time with me. So they're more likely to achieve the result. This is bullshit. This is the old, very old, very, very silly way of thinking in which we teachers take responsibility for somebody's results, for somebody's goal achievement, and we make it depend on the amount of time they spend in the classroom. But even if for a second you pause here and think, you will notice that it doesn't depend on that. It depends on how much this, time, this person has, uh, how much effort they've put into learning outside class, how much time they are actually, and effort they are actually putting into preparing for the class. It depends on where they live. It depends who they are surrounded. Like, there's so many factors, some more important than others, but it's not about your time. It's not. So when you charge too little, basically, for your time, you are saying to your potential customers that, you, that it's only about that time. That's number one. But also number two, when you charge too little, people are much more likely to compare you to others because people who look for the cheapest solution are usually the same people, and this is some sort of a Murphy's Law, whatever it is, are usually the same people who compare to find the cheapest solution. So if you don't want to be compared to others, you cannot charge too little. You cannot do it to yourself. Because it creates all sorts of situations with very high maintenance clients and students who don't respect your time and your effort. They are only there for the cheapest option possible. And let's be honest, there are thousands of people, millions of people like that in the world. Do you have to help them? Do you have to work with them? You absolutely don't. I actually think that if you respect your time, your qualifications, and your passion for teaching, you shouldn't. You mustn't. You, I don't want you to be doing that to yourself. Another aspect of that is that people who pay little, and again, don't know if it's a Murphy's Law or something, who pay little are much less committed. Those people find it way too easy to spend the money just to feel good about themselves because it gives them a fake illusion of the fact that they're investing in their, um, in their skills development, in their language, but they're actually not committed. So think of situations when you were frustrated that somebody paid for your lessons and then they seemed like they wanted to work on their language goals, but then they were not really motivated to do anything in between classes. Do you know why? Do you know what one of the reasons is? It's because they paid too little. It's because it wasn't a priority. When somebody pays more, when somebody pays a premium price, it becomes a priority. It becomes an external push for them and a push that most people need. I personally, as a business owner now, I invest quite heavily in my development for that reason. Because if I don't, if I invest in a course that is like $20, $100, I'm not talking, I'm not trying to generalize here, but if I want to see big results, 
I invest heavily because I know that pushes me. That creates a thought in my head of, oh my God, I paid so much. I better not waste it. And this is exactly the situation that we want to create for your students. If you charge too little, they have absolutely no motivation to move their bloody ass and do stuff outside class and to prepare for your lessons and to make progress. Because remember, you are not responsible for their progress. And the sooner you realize that you're charging too little, very often comes from, and it, it's, it might not be about you, but like the general you and what I notice in teachers, is that it comes from insecurity. It comes from the, like kind, something that you may be not even able to pinpoint, something where you are thinking you're having those self-sabotaging thoughts because they are self-sabotage. If I charge less, more people will come. So it's like more people means more external validation for the fact that you're a good teacher. But do you know what the reality is? You don't need external validations from as many people as possible. You need committed people who are happy to pay you a lot to be helped and get results. So you can then look at their results and think to yourself, bloody hell, I helped this person make it happen. And again, I'm not saying that this is not possible for you, even if you charge little, right? It is possible. There are all sorts of outliers, all sorts of, you know, um, exceptions, right? It is possible. But I would say that the general um, tendency is that the lower you charge for your things, for your lessons, for your courses, the worse the results, the more time it takes for someone to get from point A to point B. So whether it is improving their general kind of language skills, whether it is getting from one band in an exam to the other, whatever that goal is, I hope you know what their goals are, because otherwise it's like, are you teaching them for just for the sake of teaching them? Like people without clear goals are extreme, extremely hard to work with. I find it super hard to work with people who don't know what their goals are. So I encourage people to as much as possible and as quick as possible to come up with things that they want to achieve. And sometimes they need guidance. That's why I always say that it's absolutely crucial that you start training your clients or even your audience before they become your clients that they need to be self-reliant, that, that, they, that their success doesn't depend on you, right? Because it doesn't. It's a, like when somebody starts working with you as, a, as your student, no matter whether they are a child, a teenager, ad, an adult, whoever, really, they go into a contract with you. And I'm not talking about the legal contract and signing rules and shit like that. I'm talking about a contract in which you go into this relationship, into this cooperation with a hundred percent of your expertise, your skills, and whatever else you've got to offer. And you need to be expecting them to come in with their hundred percent. And in order for them to be there with their hundred percent that you don't have to make up for, um, they need to pay quite a lot. Otherwise, 
people find it hard. It's human psychology. This is how it works. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been teaching someone for a while um, as a student, maybe one-to-one, maybe in a group course, whatever, maybe they bought your course, um, and you see that even though you're giving them everything like you do for your other students, they are not, they are not progressing, right? Maybe you've even noticed that in, 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 a, in a few people, not just one. Like I've definitely noticed that many times in my teaching career, but also even in this business, people would, in, would invest in my program and they would be like, there would always be a few people who are not progressing as I wanted to say well as others, but it sounds a bit unfair. So they're not progressing at the same pace as others or in the same way as others. And I think this is problematic because usually my instinct would tell me or something in my brain would tell me you're doing something wrong. You're not giving them enough. You should probably be giving them more homework. You should probably teach them more. And the way I usually dealt with those situations is by adding more stuff. Maybe you are more mature than I am. I hope you are. Because what I found out, and it took me years to realize, is that this is not where the problem lies. This is where the problem starts. What we need in order for people to start seeing results and progressing in the language skills or progressing in whatever we teach them, because I know lots of teacher trainers listen to that as well. So we all want people to see results and make, to make progress, to, to like kind of be successful, right? Like it's all we want. Our role is not to give them more and more and more and more at the price usually that doesn't even justify giving them more and more and more. Our job is to give them just enough, but create a situation in which they've got no choice but commit. How does that sit with you? Because this realization basically hit me this year. It hit me when I was running the fifth edition of the rocket of my, of my uh, group course, and it was around that 500 pound mark. And for some people, it might be expensive. For some people, it might be relatively cheap, like whatever. And it was a course. And I was noticing that there were some people who were not making progress. What I started doing is adding more and more and more. So it would be like, oh my God, no brainer. It costs 500, but it's got like tons of things, right? So Because that's what we think is the way to go. It wasn't. Do you know what the answer was? More commitment from people. So I had to create, and one of those changes that I've implemented is raising the price quite significantly. I'm already seeing progress. I'm already seeing different way that people approach my courses, my program. It's incredible and it's very counterintuitive because you think, oh, if I lower the price, people are more likely to sign up. What we don't want to think about and like kind of accept is that it's not just about signing up. It's about those people actually reaching the goals. 
And like, I know that if you're listening to this, you, you probably resonate with what I say here. It's like, we don't need more students. You don't need more students. You need more committed people who see results, who then look at you and think, oh my goodness, thanks to you, I was able to get a fucking grip and start doing the work to improve. That is the type of gratitude and like kind of like ripple effect of what you do that we want to create. So the risks of charging too little are so damaging to everybody that honestly, if you're still, if, you, if there is something that's always been telling you and, and, and a tingling feeling that you're charging too little for your lessons, then you need to change something immediately. The, like, I would say the, 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 the surface level symptoms of you charging too little are, let me list them because there is tons. Number one, you may feel resentful towards your lessons. Sometimes you may feel like, oh my God, I can't stand another class. It's not that you are not passionate about teaching. It's just the thought of teaching another lesson and your subconscious telling you, I'm not being paid enough for this. I'm not being remunerated enough for this. That is telling you, I can't be bothered. You become resentful. Number two, your students stay with you for years and they seem happy, but the progress, you deep down know that it's not there. Number three, you deal with very high maintenance people who compare your prices, who, who might cancel, who might uh, like be a little bit flaky. And again, it's not to generalize because I think even normal, using quote marks now, Normal people who are committed every now and again fall off the wagon. It's normal. People make mistakes. But if it's a rule in your business, if it's something that you experience a lot, then I think it could be a pricing problem. Um, another thing is that you find it hard to make ends meet. You find it hard to not worry about the money. You find it hard to think about thriving or investing in self-development or another course, or you always worry about things like, oh my God, if I charge via PayPal, in, I'm going to have to pay for PayPal fees. Like, sorry, but if you have a sustainable business where you charge enough, you don't care about paying PayPal fees because it's a nor normal thing for a business uh, person, business owner to pay for. So if you worry about stupid little things, then you're probably not charging enough. And on the other hand, I also want you to think about the bigger picture here. What if charging more allowed you to live a fuller life? And what if you're sabotaging your fuller life by charging too little? What if that block that you have around uh, money, because it is a money block at the end of the day, is not allowing you to discover running group courses um, running, um, I don't know, passive income products, like, oh, I don't know, doing whatever you want, just enjoying your life, taking time off. Like I had COVID recently again. And do you know what charging enough allowed me to do? It allowed me to be sick. And do you know how 
feeling sick feels shit. But if you don't have the guilt attached to it, it's actually bearable. Imagine guilt-free going on holiday, guilt-free staying in bed um, when you're sick. You have the tools, the potential, and everything else to change your reality. And it's not as simple as saying, I'm going to raise my prices for tomorrow. It does require some thinking, but I want you to start with the thinking or ideally the steps to change your reality. This might mean very often, and that's what I've noticed in myself, my biggest push to raise my prices and to get a grip in my business was investing a lot. Because when I invested a lot in a coach or in a course that was like actually helpful, then I found it more motivating to start thinking about how I'm going to make my business work. So that might be you. If that's you, reach out. We can figure out some way of working together, whether it is my rocket takeoff for freelancers or rocket accelerator for people who want to build a holistic, beautiful business. Like you need to change your reality. I won't change your reality. Um, and remember those risks because they are big. They are probably, no, not probably, I am positive that the risks of you staying where you are with the low prices that you're currently charging, if you are, greatly outweigh any other risks of change, of raising your prices, or even losing students. I want you to accept that when you raise your prices, when you start pricing your courses decently, you're going to lose people. And I'm telling you this now, you're going to lose those people and you're going to be okay with it. And I'm going to hold your hand and you're going to be frustrated and cry and be scared, but it needs to be done. All right. I hope you enjoyed my passionate pep talk. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> um, but yeah, go and spread this message. If you like this episode, please share it on your social media because I am super passionate about it. Um, it's not as simple as just thinking how much you charge by the hour. It's about thinking about your business and the fact that it can succeed, that what we actually want for the students is not to just sign up and have lessons for bloody forever, years and years on end. We want people to succeed. I want you to succeed. And in order to be able to do that, they need to commit. People commit when they pay quite a lot. I'm leaving you with this and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. You know what, teacher? I'm so proud of you. If you're listening to this, you are ready for a change. Whether it is to quit hassling for peanuts or working with other people who don't respect you, I know you've got it in you and my podcast is here to help you do that weekly. To be reminded of new episodes, sign up to my newsletter. It's in the show notes. You'll also receive lots of tips, support and special offers. I'm committed to supporting you also via my coaching programs and courses. You can work with me in my flagship programs, the Rocket Takeoff or the Rocket Accelerator. The Rocket Takeoff will take you off the one-to-one -one teaching hamster wheel to more peace and more well-paying students. The Rocket Accelerator will help you finally launch a group class that will be perfect for students that are a joy to work with and so you can leverage your time and do what you love while having space to breathe or read another self-development book. If you're a language school owner 
I've got things on offer for you too. Simply go to my website, olakowalska.com to check them out. Finally, please share this podcast with your teacher friends, rate it and subscribe. I'm your biggest cheerleader. See you next time.